I think one thing that is very important for long-distance relationships is trying to maximize the dimensions of your partner that you are able to engage with. Mm-hmm. And what I mean with this is if you're able to video call above texting, prioritize that because it'll give you a broader view of who your partner is as a whole, more dimensions of his, and you know what, what are all those other things that you might be missing on because of the distance, and trying to get engage with that as much as you can despite not being able to be part of their physical dimension. Hi everyone, welcome back. This is the Verba Ma- Oh, no. <laughs> no, sorry. Cut. <laughs> yes. Hi everyone, welcome back. This is the Verba Manen podcast. We are uh, here today with, of course, again, two other special guests. Uh, if you want to introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Anna. Nice to meet you. <laughs> I'm Julia. Yeah. And of course, we have our new speaker, Cerny, again Hello with us. Hello again. Hello again, guys. <laughs> Yeah, of course, I, I love how every time we start to show the excitement of the guests, it's always over through the roof. <laughs> But anyways, <laughs> today what we want to talk about is long distance relationship because we are here in Seoul, right? And I mean, we are lonely boys, but our guests today, Sadly. they left someone back home, right? And, some, and so we want to talk about how does a long, long distance relationship work? And uh, is, it, is it hard? Is it easy? What are the advices you would like to give? So yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today. And the first thing maybe I think we should ask is, uh, how does a long distance relationship work, right? What, what, how do you set it up to begin with? Um, first off, uh, give a little bit of background, girls. Like you just said, hey, I'm Julia, hi, I'm Anna. People <laughs> want to know a little bit more of you, where you're from, how old are you? Right. You know, a little bit of background would be good. All right, um, Julia, I'm 23 years old, just turned 23, I was about to say 22. Uh, I'm from the Netherlands and I'm here on an exchange because I do a bachelor in international business and they want me to go on exchange and I thought Seoul would be a really cool place to study in. Nice. Oh, well, let my background all right. Um, I'm Anna, I'm from Colombia. I also came here for an exchange just for, you know, one semester, checking out a new place. And that's pretty much what I'm up to here. Good, good. So, what, right, now we know you no, better. Not the question. Yeah, now <laughs> to the question. Okay, so the way we make uh, the long distance relationship work is by putting in both time, equal time and effort. Uh, we text all day. So my boyfriend, he wakes up uh, because of the... Uh, he's in the Netherlands. Yeah, right? he's in the Netherlands. So, uh, like, wait, so he, he wakes up because he's in the Netherlands. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason he wakes up. I mean, if I, yeah, <laughs> it makes sense. But he wakes up at my 4 p.m. and then I go to sleep and then he's done with his day. So throughout the day, We text whenever we have time. We tell each other about our day, ask each other about our day, how we're doing, what the plans are, if we have anything exciting going on. And then on Sunday nights, my Sunday night, for him it's Sunday, middle of the day, um, we make time every week to FaceTime for a couple of hours um, because throughout the week he's busy and then Sunday works really well. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then we have kind of an opposite approach on the other side, right? Yeah, because so <laughs> it's actually quite fun because a lot of the questions we're asking today, they're answering the opposite thing. So that's mm-hmm. interesting. So how does it work for you instead? Yeah, for me, it works completely the opposite. We barely text. We're not really huge fans of texting. In uh, the other hand, what we do is just we make sure to video call at least every day, once a day, 
sometimes for 20 minutes, sometimes for three hours, sometimes for six hours. Just depends on the day, how busy we are, what we're up to. And it works perfectly for us. It keeps us connected, happy, and that's just how we do it. So we, like, basically this means that even if you're here, the person you speak the most is still your boyfriend. Oh yeah, I mean, I've heard about my parents, I think like once <laughs> in four months. Wow, no, wow, okay. wow. No, okay. Her, no, her includes sorry. texting and phone calling. Yes. Wow. I, I expect outrageous. that you have siblings, right? Yes. Okay, because if not, that would be crazy. Yeah, I mean, if I, if I wouldn't like, hear my mother for so long, like Interpol would be here. Trying to <laughs> yeah, exactly. If I, I didn't know. let my parents know anything for four months, I think they would fly here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come and find me. I mean, Korean police would be looking for me for sure. Yes. <laughs> no, it's so simple. My mom asks me, hey, what's, how's it going? How are you? I'm good. I'm all good. It's fine. Same answer I'd give in Colombia, in Korea. Right, to be fair, I, same you, thing. You, you see your talking energy with your boyfriend, maybe, so that's why. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. <laughs> and so, given also this different approach, what do you think is the most important thing that you should actually do to keep the relationship alive now that you cannot see each other? Most important thing is that you're both just committed and put in effort to stay in contact because staying in contact over text, over video calls, or whatever, it's. It's the only way you can stay connected. So if one of one of you don't doesn't put in the effort, stops replying or doesn't reply for a really long time, then there's honestly nothing left. Or if someone calls off the weekly FaceTime every time, uh-huh. there's nothing. So you just you just have to put in the effort. That's the most important mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, it's like show that you actually want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Fair I totally enough. agree. For me it's the same thing. I think effort is number one thing. And of course, like communication. There's one thing you can hold on to your long distance relationship is communicating with your partner. And you have to prioritize that. Even if that means maybe not going out some nights or, you know, just putting in effort and doing like small sacrifices because it's all worth it at the end. So, yeah, this is what I think. Okay, talking about sacrifices, like you both have any day, for example, the priority of wanting to do that FaceTime. Uh, besides of going out with your newly found friends here in Korea because you want to keep that relationship more than like going to perfect Korean plan with your friends like how, how has it happened for you how how are you able to say no to your friends here in exchange like you just literally say no I have to face my boyfriend Yes. How, what's I mean, the process? We, we have seen it happen a lot of times. Uh, yeah, Julia. we happen. Like, I know, we know I, how it works. I know what I'm asking because I know <laughs> that Julia has cancelled sometimes. But like, how does it work for <laughs> but, you too? Yeah, but we want to like know which is your approach actually. Yeah. I mean, when you have to give up giving out with like the best people in Korea. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. how, what pushes you to do that? I mean, it's heartbreaking when I have to cancel you guys. Um, no, but I think all of you guys know that on Sunday night I FaceTime my boyfriend and um, mm-hmm. I have throughout the week more than enough time to do all the fun things, do fun things with you, go out to eat, and then even we were in Jeju, and then on Sunday night you guys were just watching a movie, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, then yeah, I have yeah, time yeah. to call my boyfriend. And at the same time, he said he was understanding like if you don't have time today, that's fine. We'll just do it next week or plan during the week. We had that last week, I think, where he didn't have time on Sunday, and then we just find another moment. One wakes up earlier or stays up later. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, cancelling isn't an issue because it's you, just you don't Sunday have night. The, the FOMO, the fear of missing out. No, like. I have. I do more than enough fun stuff here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's to be fine. Fair, to be fair, like having an excuse to like get a bit isolated from all the inputs you get from this city, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. that yeah. bad as a thing. 
But I will also cancel sometimes just because I'm tired and I want to watch Netflix. <laughs> That's a good like, excuse. It's, fine. I just, a good it's excuse. a good excuse. So it's it's not an issue. Like I wish I had it. I yeah. just don't have a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I need to call my girlfriend. Yeah, just sleeping in PJs. I'm gonna make it up for the next semester. You know, I yes, have yes. a boyfriend next semester, so I just can cancel on people. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How does it work for you, Anna? Uh, for me, since we like talk every day, uh, some days I'll be like, okay, I actually want to do something, want to go out, so I would cancel on him and then just go out with my friends, right? Mm-hmm. And do vice versa some days as well. So as long as there's like a good balance, it works just fine. Some days I'm like, hey, I just don't want to go out, I want to stay at home just talking to my boyfriend, it's cool. Mm-hmm. Some days it's like, hey, you want to talk later at night because I want to go out with my friends? And he's like, yeah, sure, totally. Same way around. He does his stuff. It's not like he's like on the computer talking to me every day, all day. No, he, he has a life, of course. <laughs> just, just, just to be fair, be, be clear about that. Mm-hmm. But you know, so it's just kind of natural for us. Hey, I'm gonna add, okay, have fun. So yeah, talking about like naturally and so uh, how things have um, come up to be the way they are. I was wondering how much before planning comes into this, beforehand planning comes into this. So how much do you set up? How much do you agree on? And how much do you just go with the flow? In my case, personally, we I am a person who likes planning. So I, in my ideal world, it would be like, okay, we talk for this amount of time, these days, these things. He's like a spontaneous guy. He doesn't like planning. It's like more like go with the flow-ish. So I'm trying to let go a little bit mm-hmm. and just go with the flow as well. And I found out that it just works perfectly. Okay, so you like balance each other out with like... I just pretty much was like, okay, I, I will try to not really plan, just go with the flow, see how it takes us, and it's been great. It, we just found a flow that works perfectly for us. It's almost like effortless, and we just go with it. So it's pretty easy in that sense. Because for you, Anna, like, that came from a long time ago. Like, how long yeah. have you had that, that long time? Yeah, we've been like talking for like eight months or so. So it's just a long time where we just naturally came into a rhythm, into the, this mm-hmm. weird sync together, and we already know how the vibe goes. We already know how we flow. We already know like our schedules. So it was so through, it was basically through trial and error, you know, talking more, talking less, and it came out yeah. naturally. You didn't like really talk about the frequency of getting in touch. No. There's like no written agreement or something. Yeah. Sort of no, so yeah. you have to sign a contract <laughs> first. I, 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 okay. Every long they have to sign a contract? No. It was more like we just found out that we just want to talk more to each other. So we just start talking more and just we just find a rhythm that works for the both of us. And it's just very organic, very natural. And both in Colombia and in Korea, we found a different rhythm, but equally working for the both of us. So it's just been like this very natural process. It hasn't really involved a lot of planning. Like, okay, we have to talk at least once a day. It hasn't been like that. It just came to be. Mm-hmm. Also, so like, I feel like it makes it more real the way that like you're talking with the other person because you know the other person actually wants to talk with you that exactly. way. Exactly. We both have like, I guess we talk a lot, you can say we talk a lot, but it's not because we have, it's because we really want to. Okay, great, great. So it's just part of our natural flow as we go. For us, uh, beforehand, we just agreed on that we would have like one moment in the week where once we see how our schedules line up, that we find one. Sorry. Um, <laughs> one, where was I going? One moment that to call, to make sure to call each other at least once a week. Um, obviously, before I got here, we didn't know how my schedule was gonna be, um, on what days I would like to go do things, um, how my life would be, how the time distance would work out. And also, uh, he didn't really know how his board here because he's really busy as well. How that was gonna sync up with me. So just before we only agreed to text each other a lot and then have one moment of calling. And then in the first week we already figured out like, okay, 
Sunday night works really well and we mm -hmm. stick to that. And there's like spontaneous phone calls every once in a while as well. But with regards to planning, we would just see. Yeah, is that like the flow of whole things were with your boyfriend before, like in the Netherlands? Or do you like actually live with him and then you don't have to like improvise so much to have the relationship? Um, no, we don't live together, mm -hmm. but we live close. Like I live a 15 minute bike. Okay. Right away from him. <laughs> so I love very, very Dutch thing to <laughs> yeah. say. Yeah, my, my thing. That's how we. That's how we measure things. So yeah. if we like, we would just ask like, oh, when do you have time this week? And he would say like, oh, on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And then we meet up on Wednesday. But also, if we have nothing going on, both of us, you can just spontaneously go on your show bike up. and go there and show yeah. up. So it's really easy. Yeah, taking the plane it's a bit harder than yeah, yeah. the bike. <laughs> yeah, but and so. It's different, right? So it's a different type of relationship. I mean, maybe for you not that much because you used to, like you've always been done long distance with your boyfriend, um, but still it's something different in some ways. Also the important thing is that we now live at different time zones than where the people you hang out with, your, your boyfriends are. So then has that affected the relationship? So has it made it like, do you think it's like, what, what's the best part? What's the, your favorite thing about being in like the way you are now? And what's the worst thing that you think it's like about yeah, being like, a relationship? Which things from the relationship you think have been strengthened and where are you finding weaknesses in like your relationship after being long distance or the thing that you're getting closer to the person? Like, which is your experience in that sense? Yeah, well, in my personal experience, so the last time we saw each other was right before I came to Korea and if you measure a timeline from that moment up to this date, I feel, and he also feels this way, that we have grown a lot during this time and we've become more connected to each other and more emotionally involved, more invo emotionally invested and just kind of in tune which, with one another, which has been great. We just feel more connected, we feel more in love, we feel more you know, fulfilled and happy in our relationship as these months have passed. And it's, yeah, it's, greatly due to the fact that we just get to communicate to each other while we feel constantly we make, we do like check-ins as well like check I, I make sure <laughs> at least once every time yeah i, I like to do this because i enjoy talking about like feelings and thoughts he's more like a logical kind of person so uh every month uh when we turn like one month older together i have like this check-in time so it's like hey okay how have you been so far like how do you think this is going is there anything you would change so, is there anything that I could do to make you happier? Just something that's working, but what's not working? And things like that. Wow, that, that's monthly evaluation, actually. That, that's yeah, a yeah, monthly yeah, yeah. test, okay? <laughs> it's just, okay, <laughs> let's run. Okay, how have you been feeling? Is this working for you? Is this not? It just wow. works. That's actually really like, healthy. Uh, I really like that. We yeah. really do that, and we really engage in that moment of conversation, at least. Like, he, he's not like the great, f like, he doesn't express a lot of his feelings, but in that moment, we make sure that we're both, like, very sincere. And it's like a he's double exchange open. where, like, you talk yeah. to each other and, like, if there is something wrong, you just talk about it. Yeah, it's a mutual thing. And we just, more like talking about problems because we don't have problems. We just, you know, re reassure each other. That's like, man, we're happy in this. This is going great. Like, I'm excited to be with you. I'm excited to, you know, be in this great relationship with someone that I like so much. So it's like a nice moment of like bonding. And it makes mm -hmm. us also like emotionally stronger. So that has, you know, brought us a long way to where we are right now, where we're like, man, we can't wait to see each other. Because it's the first time we're going to see each other physically that we're like so emotionally connected to each other, like so happy together. It's going to be totally different visit than when we saw each other like yeah. four months Last ago. Time. Yeah, in fact, I, I, you were saying before also that it's like being long distance make you, makes you aware of like 
what's what's the other person, what you're missing from the other person because you only get it at certain times, right? Yeah, totally. And that makes every visit like very worthy. Like we see each other about w once a month or so, once a month, every two months. And that week or weeks we spend together, it's time, you know, it's so limited and so precious that you just spend it amazingly. It's a, it's very, very, very like meaningful. Every single, single second you spend with a boyfriend, with your boyfriend, if he lives like fucking miles away, right? <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's very nice because of that reason as well. Wow, great. And you were saying like you're now open, a bit more open to each other with your boyfriend because of like long distancing. I mean, you have to communicate more through words because you don't see each other. So you can't like have a feeling they're not feeling that great or they're feeling really happy. You have to communicate that through words. That's the only way. Um, but I don't think it has changed as much as for her. It's just yeah, because like you know you have to sort of the same. The level of investment is like that there's less the because you know like the period of time that like you're gonna see your boyfriend. Yeah, exactly. Julia's gonna see like <laughs> yeah, his boyfriend back. today. Actually, yeah, yeah. yeah. To be to be fair, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think it's it's completely different case and story and, mm -hmm. and the approach is different. I like yeah. something that uh, Anna said before uh, starting to record and since I know her and she talks about the dimensions of the relationship or the person you know and yeah. like distance brought to you this knowledge kind of right yeah so basically when when I think about the dimensions of, of the person you're dating is basically through text you only get a very small percentage of your person you get mm -hmm. what comes from your head you get maybe like what you're trying to communicate but not even fully there's so many other dimensions that are left from that texting experience. So when you talk, for example, through the phone, you get their dimension where you can actually hear their, your, their tone of voice, which mm -hmm. gives you a lot of information, maybe the words they use, how they use them. Then video calling gives you a broader dimension where you can actually see their face, like well, how they're expressing physically with their voices and all that, so that you have, have a broader view. And I think one thing that is very important for long distance relationships is trying to maximize the dimensions of your partner that you are able to engage with. Mm -hmm. And what I mean with this is if you're able to video call above texting, prioritize that because it'll give you a broader view of who your partner is as a whole, more dimensions of his, and you know, what, what are all those other things that you might be missing on because of the distance and trying to get engage with that as much as you can despite not being able to be part of their physical dimension okay so uh, to try to get back as exactly. much dimensions as yes. possible I, I can potentially see uh meta executives now turning crazy <laughs> like <laughs> yo long distance relationship kids they want to have a hologram you know they want to be in the metaverse to get <laughs> the, to get more out of the partners we've talked about that Work like about it. it's part of it actually like we we enjoy playing video games together and like online and it's part of it. We feel like when we look at our characters like virtually, even if it's nothing similar to us, you feel more connected because it's like okay. something. Now I'm curious, what are the video games you should play when you're in a long distance relationship? <laughs> okay, for us personally, we're playing this game called Raft. Okay. Amazing game. It's just think about like Minecraft, but with like nice graphics. Just like the end of it. <laughs> Not just blocks. <laughs> Not, Not just blocks. Minecraft it, it's rounded, mine. it has rounded stuff. So you're basically in a little raft, which is like a little boat, it's stranded in the middle of the ocean. Uh -huh. And you have to like gather resources and just build a raft and complete missions and do stuff. 
and just it's like The Sims. Do you guys know The yeah, Sims? Yeah, The Sims. I was so, thinking about so like The Sims. It's like The Sims combined with Minecraft. It's a great game. We spent hours and hours playing that. It's fantastic. Great, great. Really, really wow. recommend okay. it. So okay. there's not your... sponsored, but I really recommend <laughs> it. <laughs> to make your relationship last, then uh, Raft. Play Raft. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think I, I I always thought like Train Simulator would have been a better experience, <laughs> but uh... ah, it could work. It could work. Yeah, great. So, so this is how it changed. Um, it changed your relationship. It changed your the way you you see your per, your your partner. The dimensions. Oh, it's yeah. a very interesting concept, to be fair. <laughs> and what is your favorite thing about long distance? Because everybody always talks about it like as a bad thing. And I mean, in general, maybe someone does wouldn't want to always be long distance with their partner. But there must be something good about it, right? What's what's the thing you're like? Let's go. I like long distance because of this. I mean, you get more excited to hear from them, like. He wakes up at my 4 p.m., so 4 p.m. is now a special time for me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I get excited, it's 4 p.m., he's going to wake up and he <laughs> will get to reply to stuff I sent him. And right now, throughout the day, if I encounter something fun or something curious, I'm like, I, I will immediately text it to him. Uh, that's exciting. And you look forward to seeing each other more on the FaceTime. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more of a special experience. That's, that's, that makes it nice. Yeah, for me, the two greatest things would be that first, you're building a connection which is based solely on communication for the most part. So you're just pretty much getting to know who you're dating in a very deep level, connected to them through your voice, through your words, through the communication. You can't do a lot of activities together. You can like engage in physical touch. So creating this relationship around who you substantially are in the inside is just amazing. I think like it it really gives you the chance to build this really strong like foundation for a good relationship and a good connection with other people. So y- would you both agree that you value more the time you, you spend with your, with your partners because of distance? Oh, totally. Right yeah. now. Because yeah. it, it's very, mm-hmm. very like rare. It's a very sacred time. And in my, in my personal experience as well, like when I get to see him in person, even if it's like a week or two, it's like a very, very, very like emotionally intense week it's like fun. You you have to get you get to experience all this like different emotions and uh-huh. do activities together. It's just like a great thing. You never take it for granted. So it's like kind of the the dream of the like too hot to handle dream where you're like deep emotional <laughs> connection <Yeah>. instead <laughs> of like just body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's something I, I I always wondered about this because like this way you get to learn how to communicate with the other person, which is like probably one of the biggest obstacles in many relationships. So. Although there are challenges, this is if the relationship survives this step, then I guess it's stronger after. Yeah, for me, I think of it that way as well. It's like long distance is like this challenge, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're able to overcome that thing perfectly and everything's fine, you guys have strong connections. Yeah. Dude, what else can stop yeah. you? But I agree. Here, I think we have like some of the winners of long distance relationships <laughs> from what we've seen on exchange so far. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, and I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to bring bad luck at all. No, no, but no, like just obviously. to be fair for now, because this exchange is not over, so mm-hmm. we have to see. <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but obviously, like, there's people who fail, like, one month later. They, there, There's some people who... Who cheated. Fa- fa- <laughs> who cheated or I know. who just realized that Korean people are extremely hot. Are and too hot yeah. to handle. Too hot to handle, exactly. <laughs> and they yeah. just submitted to, to Koreans or, or whomever, like, too fast, or they were not that level, they didn't have that level of engagement. And it's curious, like, to hear from what your, per- yes, your so perspective. Yes, so that is, like, another point. 
temptation always exists. There's you, you can't fight the feelings of attraction, sexual attraction. You can't fight that. It's part of biology. What you can fight is what you do about it. If you decide it's totally okay until normal, that you'd be like, oh my god, this man's so hot. Oh my god, what are we going to do? That is okay. You engage in and deciding consciously that, oh, oh I'm going to go get it with him. I'm going to, you know, that's where you do wrong. Mm-hmm. But as long as you're able to think, okay, what do I value more? My long-term relationship with someone that I truly love or like a hookup with a cute guy, you know? As long as you know what is more important to you, then I think you're fine. Yeah, and to be fair, like, I think this doesn't apply to you two, but like in general, the, there's also like kind of heterogeneity of arrangements to kind of overcome the sexual needs part. Like for example, we have some friends that have like open relationships so that the other part of the relationship is like fulfilled by basically someone else, which is, again, it's like, that's actually quite controversial, I would say, because like everyone has a different opinion on this. Uh, but this doesn't apply uh, to you two, so you don't really have much to say about no, just, it. <laughs> just, you, you know, you want to know how to overcome like the sexual aspect? Just have phone sex. That's it. It's as simple as but that. How do you <laughs> do? You overcome the need of like touching someone. Like, I mean, how, how has it affected you? Because actually, that that's that's crucial in a relationship. You know, yeah. having each other touching. You each mentioned other. the bear before. Yeah. Hello. What? A, a teddy oh, bear. Yeah. Or yeah. I just bought uh, because I missed like <laughs> I, I didn't like sleeping alone. I like cuddling. Uh, so I bought a gigantic, like at first I bought a uh, stuffed animal from the Daiso that's like this big and then I went to Japan and I bought a gigantic Snorlax who wow. has now replaced the other stuffed animal and I just hug him. It's nice. Wow. Yeah, It's well, not the same, but it's the, <laughs> the next best alternative. I did the exactly the same thing. Just I went to Daiso, hey, what's the biggest plush toy you have? And she said, this one, I'm taking it. <laughs> so I just took it and that's what I slept with and that's it. This is, did this conversation happen in Korean? Or uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering. No, I, I, use, my, I, use, I use my, my I body language. I want to someone, yes. yes uh, 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 please, very big. Uh, yeah, big and... <laughs> and she just started hugging you, like, are you okay? Yes, yeah, like, can you please? And I just hugged the guy from Daiso, and yes. he was like, I understand what you're talking about. <laughs> That's exactly how it went. Great, so now we've, we've talked for a very long time, actually. So I think it's time to wrap up. But one, la- one last final question, uh, which it's kind of a recurring theme of this show, right? It's like, let's share our wisdom, because we know so much, right? So what is the biggest, most important advice you will give to someone that wants to get into a long-distance relationship? Yeah, what's the one thing you wish you knew before? Oh, wow. That's I didn't like, really learn uh, anything. Uh, wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I guess mean, it just went well, but I would say make sure beforehand that you're on the same page, that you both want to do this long distance, that you want to continue afterwards, um, that you're both committed and that you find time for each other and just put in the effort. Like, just put in the effort. That's That's it. I would say the exact same thing as you said, but additionally, if you're like in a long distance thing, Please make sure to know that you have an end. Try to see how you can close the distance and what is the ultimate goal of long distance. Making it be as short as possible and just reminding yourself that it is temporary. As long as both parties are working towards making it as temporary as possible and you guys have like that aim, then that's like a great way to start. If there's no foreseeable end, then where's the relationship going? So. That's what I think. Great. Wow. Yeah. So on this very philosophical and uh, deep emotional part, we end our episode today. So thank you very much for uh, having joined so us. Much. Uh, thank you so much. Of guys. course, uh, as always, uh, the episode is, uh, you can watch the episode as well on our YouTube channel. And uh, we can see, we'll see you back next, uh, next Saturday. Bye-bye. Peace. <laughs>